This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. Um, don't adjust your radios, your podcasts, your your phones, whatever you're listening on. England have beaten Germany in a competition and it's uh, a good, oh, it's almost 24 hours since it happened, but uh, still have that feeling of not quite believing what I've seen and what's happened. So uh, we're going to dissect the starting lineup, dissect the minutes, do some player ratings, and then we'll have a bit of Bristol City chat at the end. With me, as always, is Matt. Matt, how are you, sir? Very well, thank you, Pat. Yeah. How are you All feeling? Good. Have you come down off of the clouds? Yeah, I think you, you have to throw in the mix, don't you? Because it's Germany, and, and you can talk about how good a German side it is, etc. But it's Germany. And then when you <laughs> yeah. sort of see that it's the first time in, what, 55 years um, that we've beat them in a competition in the knockout stages, it, it kind of puts it into perspective. So, yeah, it just, <laughs> everyone keeps saying it. It's always oh, opened up and it's ours for the taking. And, and you sort of think, yeah. Um, yeah, you've still got to play I, 11, I like <laughs> 11 men. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I do like how Gareth Southgate approaches it. You do get the feeling that it was after the result last night. Yeah, celebrated it. But boys, we're straight on it again now. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant, Such, brilliant um, result, brilliant night. I, I feel so happy for Gareth Southgate because, you know, we'll come on to yeah. the starting lineup in a moment, but everyone was sort of looking at it thinking, oh, no, we've gone defensive. And, yeah. you know, the game plan was there all along. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that in a minute. But what you said yeah. at the end about, um, you know, he still sort of regrets... 96. Really touching, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't but I couldn't believe it. And you know, yeah. ho- hopefully, yeah. hopefully we get further on in the tournament and he yeah. starts to feel like he well, can he, get over that. He said something about I think David Seaman was in the crowd, wasn't he? And yeah, uh, that's someone right. someone sort of said that and he said, you know, he still feels guilty about it now. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, I mean he, incredible. And yeah, you know, I think says a lot about the man as well, you know, in uh not all professional. Well, we'll talk, as you say, we'll talk about the lineup, but you know, he he, he sticks to his beliefs, and so far, you know, touch wood. So far, so uh, good. It's yeah. working, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got a couple of guests with us today, Matt. So, um, friend of the show, who's been on a few times now on the Bristol City bonus show, Joe Joyce. Joe, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm brilliant. Thanks. It's actually good to see England beat a decent team, wasn't it, in a knockout game. <laughs> I think even in the World Cup, and then we got to the semi-final, we didn't beat anyone actually decent, did we? So yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's looking pretty good, isn't it? You must say, you know, no goals conceded. Um, yeah. so far. Uh, absolutely, you know, is like the lineups have all worked for him. Um, and yeah, it's it's looking good. The the Sweden the Sweden Ukraine game after was such a come down, you know, after yeah. that that euphoria. Um, to see a virtually empty Hamden Park. And, you know, I've tried to watch every game more or less, but uh, yeah, didn't, didn't get on too well with that one. I had to switch over. I had to, uh, I had to appease Just my... tell us, you were watching Love I, Island. I had we to appease, appease my wife and, uh, yeah, tolerate Love yeah. Island. But uh, less said about that, the better. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, thanks for coming along. And also, we've got someone who was a star of the game last night, but actually wasn't playing on the pitch. And uh, that is Mikey. Mikey, how are you? 
I'm very good, mate. I'm I'm trying to recover my voice, to be perfectly honest with you. I was gone from yesterday, but yeah, I'm all right. I'm over the moon. Yeah, absolutely. My life yesterday, hands and down. Did your battery last with all the pings you were getting after the oh. goal went in, and your celebration was captured on camera in front of the world? Well, do you know what? It was a weird one because I didn't know until after the game. I didn't have a clue. Um, do you know what it's like at Wembley, like with mm. signal? Um, they couldn't yeah. get any internet there. And then I got one text come through, and it was from my girlfriend, um, and she was like, "Oh, you've just been on telly," and I didn't think much of it. So I knew she'd be looking out for me. And then. When I did get signal, I went on Twitter and all these messages came through. There were people messaging me from like school yeah. um, who I haven't seen in 10 years or even really remembered. So it was it was insane, mate. It was it was a proper good the, day. The Just funny thing old. is, Mikey, I'm in um, I'm in Wigan today visiting some friends. And uh, I said to her, I was doing the podcast. I said, oh, did because I knew she watched the game last night. I said, did you see this lad last night? And she went, oh, my God, yeah, we were all saying about how excited he was. So <laughs> you're a star even with people that don't know you. <laughs> well, um, yeah, Mike, Mikey, we met um, just over a month ago at the, the charity football match at Ashton Gate, and uh, it was great to get you involved in that. And I think you played again two days later. So uh, first of all, how was that? How was that playing at Ashton Gate for you? Oh, mate, you know what? I was going to say it was one of the best moments of my life, but after yesterday... Uh, the last month has been surreal. Um, but yeah, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, I've been going to City since I was a little boy. So mm. to have the opportunity to play, you know, twice in two days was surreal. Yeah. Um, obviously met you, met a load of really cool people on both days. Scored in the first game, which was yeah, like yeah. surreal. Yeah, I, I worked it out. It was around the same spot as where Corey Smith scored against United. <laughs> so I would always hold that. That's, I've always got that. Um, yeah, mate, it was, it was surreal, wasn't it? I mean, I think everyone there was kind of in their element. It was just yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely brilliant. Well, Joe Joe plays on Ashton Gate a, a lot more regularly than we do. So, um, yeah. Everyone's played on Ashton Gate apart from Matt. But Matt, you obviously... Uh, you didn't... How many have you managed at Ashton Gate there? So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I was on the bench for the majority of the time. So, I took yeah, on the manager's role. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, brilliant. No, it was a great day. Great day. And lots of money raised uh, for Children's Hospice Southwest. Um, so, yeah, that was the ultimate aim. But uh, fantastic. Right. Let's get into last night's game. Um, I want your honest opinions now with without, you know, without hindsight. Starting lineup, we moved from a 4-5-1 to a 3-5-2. Grealish dropped out. Trippier comes in. So we line up Pickford, Walker, Stones and Maguire as a back three. Trippier and Shaw as wingbacks, uh, Phillips, Rice, uh, Saka, Kane, Sterling. Um, Matt, come to you first. Did you think that is far too defensive, or what were you thinking? Um, I'll be honest, the formation I liked, and I, I liked the three with, with Walker, so I didn't have a problem with that. I still felt a little bit with both Rice and Phillips, would we be too defensive? But I... I was really in two minds because I thought it's against Germany and so should we be defensive because it's Germany. But having seen Germany and not been impressed with them throughout the tournament, I'm thinking you want Foden, you want Grealish, you know, really going for it. So I was probably 60-40 in the negative camp. Um, and, I, and I sort of put on Twitter, I think Southgate felt to me like he was going out not to lose the game as opposed to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> beginning of the week, you heard all the rumours about going to free at the back again. Um, I wasn't too sure, but then listening to more pundits like Gary Neville getting closer to the game, 
I started getting nervous and I think my mindset got a bit defensive as well. So mm. um, good I like having Walker as the right side of centre-half because he has that pace in him with Stones yeah. and McGuire and got a gap between the wing-backs. So I think he's, he's more important than people think, I think, Walker in that formation. Um, it's a danger if you play that formation and your wing-backs and your two wingers ain't causing problems, you've got nothing, can't you? So from the first five ten minutes, you saw Sirda and you saw Saka causing problems, didn't you? So straight away, then I thought this, I felt I felt comfortable with it. But yeah, after the Scotland game, I saw Rice and Rice and Phillips together. I wasn't quite sure, but um, they've been brilliant together, haven't they? Except from that game, absolutely. And coming to you, Mikey, how was feeling? You know, in Wembley at the start, was it uh, the feeling of oh, why isn't Grealish and Foden playing that sort of thing, or what was the sort of feeling for you and the and the crowd? Yeah, pretty much. I think um, from my perspective, I'm a big Phil Foden fan anyway, so I always wanted him to start. But Grealish not starting to me was, that was wrong. Um, but, you know, you can't really take Sterling out of the team when he's going into it. He was the only player to score your goals at the tournament. Um, yeah. I agree with Matt. I think the back line was superb. I mean, it was exactly what we needed to do. Um, I was a bit worried about pace, right back and left back, especially if they had started Sane and Gnabry. Um, obviously, it started on the bench. So, I think I think overall the team was really compact and played really well. Um, but I mean, you know, you know what Southgate's like. You know the football that he's going to play. Yeah. And if we have Grealish on the bench, then we've got a proper decent sub there. I mean, he's a game changer. Every game he's come on, he's changed the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, overall, I I, I kind of say I was sixty forty in favour of it. Um, Saka had a good game, didn't he, against the Czechs? And as I said, Sterling scored the goals. But yeah, overall, I was uh, I was all right with it. Yeah, for for me, the the surprise was even though he was man of the match, the surprise was Saka starting. Um, I I was sure he was going to revert back to Foden, um, yeah. in that position. And another shock for me was not having Calvert Lewin on the bench. Um, I thought that was a bit of a strange one, Matt. Especially with the form that Harry Kane had been showing, and and not even necessarily the form as in not scoring but he, he just looked he's looked leggy he hasn't looked like Harry Kane and you would have thought that yeah Calvert-Lewin was was there the one for me and I think it was the same for Germ the Germans Germany couldn't believe Sancho hasn't featured and wasn't in the team because they think he's one of the best players in the Bundesliga um, so yeah it was it was brave from Southgate wasn't it you know to, to, to leave the quality like Grealish and Foden just those two alone is really really brave yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, well, especially when Harry King goes down injured and everyone thinks he's coming off. Yeah. And you think, oh, bring Carver Lewin on. And I think, oh, he's not there. Uh, yeah. Actually, Rashford is the other option, but, you know, a, a, a number nine. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go through the minutes then. A uh, bit of a nervy start from, from England. Uh, on the seventh minute, Germany are having most of the possession and Goretzka is heading towards goal and he's brought down slash collides with Declan Rice, who is booked. Uh, nervy moments and a free kick right on the edge of the box. But coming to you first, Joe, did you think that was a booking or more of a coming together that he couldn't avoid? I think, as even, if he, if, even if he didn't mean it, it's a booking, I think. Ian Day's running through on goal and you're just outside the paint area. But I did panic in the first 10 minutes. I thought, um, for, throughout the game, we were compact. In the first 10 minutes, they were finding pockets and they are finding space. Yeah. I thought, oh, no. But then I think after that 10 minutes, then when... Uh, Sometimes when you're at home, got all the crowd going to you at home, you might, might have had pressure. It might have been a bit a bit stung, if you know what I mean. But after that, I thought we were composed and we were solid. But yeah, the first 10 minutes, I was, I was panicking a little bit. They were finding too much space, I thought. 
Yeah, uh, Mikey, a nervy start. Didn't like that free kick right on the edge of the box, but it, maybe it was a little bit too close to the edge of the box to actually get up and over or around, especially with Calvin Phillips having a rest behind the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful tactics, wasn't it? Um, well, I have to admit, when, when he was through on goal, it was Goretzka through on goal, where, where I was, I was right next to it. Um, and it was kind of a you know pile of bodies, didn't really see what was going on. But from my perspective, I thought Rice should have got red. So when he pulled out the yellow, I was over the moon, you know. I, I haven't seen it back on the telly yet either. Um, but yeah, you know, KG opening start, wasn't it? KG 10 minutes. Um, the, the free kick, it was one of them. Because if they had a score, it would have been a completely different game. Mm. Um, you know, they would have had the confidence. Like Werner had a really good chance later on in the game. Um, but the atmosphere, the first 10 minutes, I mean, the first minute or so, obviously everyone was buzzing. Mm. And then when we couldn't get possession, you know, we just kept giving the ball away and they just yeah. maintained it. Yeah. It was that, that you could cut the tension in there with a knife. And that was kind of a running theme until obviously what happened at the end. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. And I, I was, I was bricking it for a while. I'd never, I'd never felt nerves like that. That for me, the closest I've ever had to nerves was um, Man United with City. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I was absolutely, my legs were gone. I felt like I'd run a marathon. Like I had butterflies. It was horrible, but, yeah, we, we saw it out. We saw it out, as we always Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, that would have changed the game, wouldn't it? Changed the game plan if he'd have got A, um, a red card, and B, an early goal for Germany. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was actually, when you look it back, it was really, really good play um, from the German lad. And and he, he actually puts his leg across Rice, and he just basically wants the foul. Um, and as the referee's sort of strolling over, you can see a flash of red as he's pulling out the yellow card. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he's gone here. And I think Rice thought he was as well. Um, and like you said, Patch, it was probably just a bit too close, although it was then pretty poor afterwards, the way they they sort of took the free kick. Um, but even with that, I suppose you, you're you used to seeing those sort of free kicks. And, and funny enough, watching Ronaldo the other night, people, Ian Wright, I think, came out and said, <laughs> yeah. everyone talks about Ronaldo, but he scores like one in 50. So don't kind of panic. And, and after that first one, there was a couple late on and I didn't feel that worried then because you thought, actually, I mean, the commentator, was it the commentator that said um, there's not been a direct free kick yeah. <laughs> in the tournament so far? And I think, why would you say that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah. But, um, okay, into the 16th minute, Declan Rice feeds Raheem Sterling, who cuts inside from the left and bends a shot aiming to the top right-hand corner, but uh, Neuer was equal to it and pushes out for a corner. Uh, that was better. That was the first real chance that we had. Um, and yeah, it was it, it was one that you thought was going in, but Neuer, you've got, you've got to, you know, get it right in the corner to beat him. I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper, but great to see that effort from uh, Sterling there, Joe. Yeah, and as he's about to shoot as well, so I've seen a stat the other day. I don't think, I don't think he scored from outside the box for England or... Or Man City in a couple of years. So as he went to shoot, I was like, here we go. And then I was almost off my feet. So yeah, it was good to see um Sterling Lively straight away and making Neuer, Neuer uh, work early. Yeah, absolutely. Sign sign of things to come. Um, okay, it was uh, the 23rd minute. Saka starts to get some joy. He's proven a bit of a nuisance for Germany. He wins a free kick. Um, and Maguire gets his head on the on the end of it, but it goes across goal um, rather than towards goal. And Matt, you think that's again a great opportunity for for someone who's such a good header of the ball? Yeah, I, I actually think Maguire and he had a couple like that last night. I think he's still a bit wary of his ankle, um, so I don't think he he fully went for it. And if the the German defender sort of cared, it might even have been Havertz actually 
kind of came towards him fairly late as the ball was coming to, you know, for him to head. And he just didn't seem to really commit to it. Um, but as I said, I think it was more to do with him still sort of feeling wariness of his injury. But you expect him to do better with that because it was almost a free header, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. 33rd minute, Mikey. Havertz plays the ball into Werner, who gets space between Walker and Stones, but Pickford saves between his legs. Great goalkeeping from Pickford. Heart and mouth moment, I'm sure, for you in the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, as soon as the ball was played, he, he looked in from where I was. Um, you know, all he had to do was do anything, really. But fortunately, because if you look back at the replay, he put the ball through Pickford's legs. Yeah. yeah. His, tra- his trailing hand stopped it um, in a kind of ricocheted forward so yeah it was definitely a heart in mouth moment I think everyone around me kind of had that moment where you kind of stop breathing and your heart skips a beat um <laughs> but you know I, th- I think that was because that, that was the first big chance in the game um yeah. and I think everyone was waiting for that I mean if Germany had a scored it would have been it would have been awful um but the second half would have been full of you know England fans just screaming their heads off trying to get that equalizer but I mean it definitely relieved nerves a little bit that moment um yeah. I think that I think our defense was was uh, they showed a sense of vulnerability twice throughout the game, um, and that was one of those moments. And I think you know to to have Werner in at a tight angle anyway is probably where you want him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think you know Werner. He didn't score a goal, did he, in the whole Euros? And I was actually tipping him to be one of the top scorers after his dreadful season. So yeah, me too. Might. I actually th- I put put him in my fantasy team at the start, thinking, well, he can't surely be you know that bad. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so that was an interesting one. But um, Pickford had to make some really tough decisions, and you know they all went well for him. So uh, yeah, again, a great performance from Pickford. We'll come on to the ratings later. Forty um, fifth minute, stroke of half time obviously Sterling picks up a loose German pass takes on a man then towards the edge of the box three German players collectively take him down no penalty but it falls to Harry Kane whose first touch with his left looks like it's gone around the keeper and he can slot it in maybe he loses a bit of possession but Hummels comes in and clears and that was really the last kick of the game what did you think about that Matt do you think Kane should have taken it first time uh was it a wasted opportunity so all the pundits that like Alan Shearer said should have been first time in Gary Lineker, I think, said the same. <clears throat> I think that's easy said. I actually thought he, he looked like he did the right thing. Neuer's a huge presence. Um, and his first touch took it past Neuer. And you just felt he had to roll it in, didn't you? And Hummels made a really good challenge. So, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not critical of Kane on that one. I thought it was actually a really good touch. And, and just he was a little bit unlucky that Hummels got back like he did. Yeah, it was one of those ones, Joe, where you think stroke of half time is always a good time to score and a wasted opportunity but yeah great defending at the end of the day yeah I just think this was difficult because it wasn't a pass it was a big ricochet wasn't it so that ball yeah. would have been spinning do you know what I mean if hitting that first time I could have gone anywhere so yeah. I thought he didn't roll it just lost his foot in a bit didn't he to get to tap it in yeah. but yeah hitting that first time with that ricochet and that ball spinning it would have been difficult but Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Mikey, we get to half time, nil uh, nil, which you know you you would take after the balance of play. Um, nine touches for Harry Kane. Did did the did the crowd start to get on his back a bit? No, not at all. Not at all. I think um, with that chance just before half time, you know, there's a bit of moaning and groaning. Um, also, one thing to add to that, I think if that was on his right foot, he's hitting that. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, um, and I think that kind of shows his lack of confidence, maybe going into the game. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the crowd were brilliant. I mean, we all know what Harry Kane's capable of. We all know his ability. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it was just a mixture of lost form. So, I mean, you're having the whole of Wembley Stadium on your back is never going to help. So I think I think everyone was in the same mindset of just being encouraging. And um, to be fair, everyone towards every single player out there, you know, a brilliant atmosphere, brilliant reception for all of them. But no, there was no animosity towards Kane. Um, at all, really. I think he, I think overall he did a really good job yesterday. He, he did what he's supposed to be doing in that role as a lone striker, especially in the second half. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go on to the second half then. Forty-eighth minute, a German attack leads to a chance for Havertz, who hits a great strike from eighteen yards, and Pickford tips it over the bar superbly. For me, that was hitting the crossbar and just going under, Matt. Yeah, definitely. Um, Got to say, Patch Pickford's been outstanding. Um, I think one of the games we, we were, or I was a little bit critical of his distribution, but um, Gareth Southgate absolutely trusts him. And he hasn't had the best of seasons for Everton. He's made a few rickets. He was dropped out the side. Um, but Southgate clearly trusts him and Pickford's risen to it. And, and I thought he was outstanding in that save because um, he really caught it. And it came through a couple of bodies as well. So he would have seen it really late. He got a really good strong hand. Um, and yeah, for, for me, it was definitely going in. Um, I yeah. thought he was brilliant last night, Pickford. Absolutely. How, how well did he hit that one, Joe? That was um, some strike. And we've seen a number of good saves from Pickford. A fourth clean sheet now for him. Yeah, it's weird, Nick, because it's not, let's be serious. I think for Evan, the last, if I say two years, it's, at times he's actually been pretty embarrassed, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Look before, at the, Liber- the Liverpool goal, wasn't it? The Liverpool yeah. goal a couple of years back, he kind of punched in the net, didn't he? That's right. He's, yeah. he's flapping balls in his net. He's breaking ACLs. He's he's had a shot yeah. for a couple of years. But he, he must love Southgate. I think Southgate has not saved his career. He's brilliant. He's obviously a brilliant goalkeeper. But I reckon the, the belief and the trust Southgate has in him, yeah. national side, I reckon has built him up again. It's got to be because there's, including myself, I didn't see one. Everyone picks their team for the Euros, didn't they? I didn't see anyone pick Pickford because it's yeah. for but now I don't. You pick your team for a Saturday. I don't think anyone will have not having them in the team. Do you know what I mean? No. So uh, you just can't. Is is form for England? You just can't knock it, can you? Hundred yeah. percent. I think. I think growing his hair maybe helped a bit of Samson story going on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, when Joe, you're a, um, an Arsenal fan um, for a Premier League team. Obviously, Bristol City's your main team, as we all know. Yeah. Um, but Saka gets pulled off on the 69th minute. Um, man of the match in the previous game. I think Germany probably saw that game and, and you know, had his number. He did get some joy. But Jack Grealish coming on at that point for Saka, was that the right decision for you? I thought it was perfect timing. I'm Saka's biggest fan. He, he played in so many positions. And at times this year, Arsenal, we, we've been terrible and has been in mm. us, carrying us. And I thought, I thought, first half, I thought he was brilliant. And I think yep. second half, he was sort of fading out a bit, wasn't he? And he's getting doubled up upon. And I thought, yeah, it's perfect. It was just perfect by Southgate, I thought. Yeah. Uh, so done, we had to do um, stretch, stretch their defence. He won a few fouls. And then uh, Grealish came on, different problem for the Germans, wasn't it? And obviously you've seen what he'd done. Yeah, so, so Grealish comes on um, and, and Mikey, they, they sort of show him warming up and the whole crowd goes wild, like we're bringing on Pele. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, he comes on and, and he, I think he said at the end, he was actually struggling to stand up, whether he had, um, you know, dancing shoes on or what, I'm not sure. But um, uh, you can't deny the impact he had and what was the buzz like when he came on? It must have given the crowd a bit of a boost as well. Yeah, it was electric. Well, you know what? I was, I was with a Villa fan anyway. 
Um, so he was, uh, he was loving his life, wasn't he? He was, he was saying, I want you to stay. I was like, shush, you're the only one here, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was brilliant. I mean, I think everyone was calling for it to be done. I wanted it to be done 10 minutes earlier. I saw him warming up. And then as soon as he took his, you know, his tracksuit top off, he were, we were buzzing. And we knew, we knew something yeah. would happen. Um, Cause it's just who he is. But if you look back at it, his first couple of touches, he actually gave the ball away. Yeah. yeah. I think his first touch, he tried to do a little ball roll or something like that and gave it away. And we think, oh, bloody hell, here we go. That's the last thing we need of all the games. Um, but yeah, he just turned it on. He just absolutely turned it on. Those nerves in the crowd, as I said, genuinely, you could cut the tension in there with a knife. It was horrible. But when Grealish came on, it was definitely um, a sense of relief in a lot of ways because we knew we knew we'd get an opportunity. Because up until that point, we hadn't really had a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just he's just brilliant, isn't he? He's just brilliant. And and Matt, it was almost a battle of minds between um, Joaquim Lowe and Gareth Southgate because I think they uh, he made the change first and then he brought brought Grealish on. So it was almost like yeah. a, a game of blackjack: do you twist, do you stick? And they both waited until about the seventieth minute to make their move. Was that the right time for you? Um, yeah, I'm, I may have gone slightly sooner, but I, I reckon if you said to Gareth Southgate before the game how he thought it would pan out and when he'd be making changes, I think it was probably exactly what he expected. Um, and, and it's a really, it's a, a sort of strange thing to say because I, I, like most, I was probably clamouring for Grealish to start. And, and even now thinking Saturday, I'm thinking, surely he's got to start. But Southgate wants to keep it tight. He, he wants to keep that kind of possession and as I say not give too many opportunities and then he knows he's got players that can come on and absolutely when the game's you know people are stretched tired he's got players that will come on and and, and do the business for him and Jack Grealish is is an absolute world star isn't he there's just no two ways about it and, and is Aston Villa are a big club but Jack Grealish needs to move for his own looking back and looking what I've won in the game and achieved can you imagine Jack Grealish playing for Man City under Pep Guardiola with mm. the likes of Sterling and De Bruyne and everything else. And that and that's not being disrespectful to Aston Villa. Well, I think he's that good a player. Um, and I've always rated him, even as a Bristol City fan, you know, when we've played them in the championship, he's got a lot of stick because he does, he gets fouled and, and he makes sure that he goes down when he gets fouled. Um, I think as an England fan, you appreciate, yeah, he, he is getting kicked and, and you can understand why he does go down cheaply. I think he's brilliant. I, I love him. I really do. He's it's probably since Gaza, he's a kind of, and I'm not putting him in that bracket, but he's a player that you think he comes on and something's going to happen. He will yeah. make something happen. Just different, isn't he? Just a, a different yeah. player to anything yeah. we've got. He's got that sort of freedom to express himself. I think that's what yeah. he was told to do when he when he when he came on. Um, and you mentioned the next game. Obviously, we'll give our thoughts on the starting lineup for the next game. But mm. um, I don't know what the record is for the longest period of time without conceding a goal in in the Euros. But um, it's got to be uh, it's got to be getting close if we if we keep another one at least. You would think so for England, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so seventy fifth minute. Walker feeds Sterling, who is immediately surrounded by three Germans again. He runs through all of them, feeds Harry Kane, pokes to Grealish. Grealish finds Shaw on the overlap, who slots a hard and low cross, which I've been calling out for for ages. A hard and low cross, not these chipped balls into the box. Um, and Wembley and the rest of England erupts. 
when Sterling slots it in, 1-0. Mikey Cobbin has a starring role in the celebration in which he looks as shocked as most of us <laughs> who all thought we were heading for a nil-nil. Uh, Mikey, I'll let you take this one. Tell us about your reaction and the goal. Mate, well, to be fair, I, I don't really know what to say. I'll, I'll probably say the same as every other England fan. It was just relief, like yeah. absolute relief mixed with ecstasy. Like I, I was saying to my girlfriend, I feel really bad actually for saying this because if we ever go on to have kids, I was like, the, it's the closest thing I should imagine to having a baby is when that moment went in because it was just electric. Um, I caught it all on video as well because I was vlogging the whole game. Oh, um, wow. I was only I was only vlogging it to just show my mates and just have a record of the game. Yeah. Um, but I caught it on camera, and I, I I just don't know I don't know how to describe that feeling. I mean, I'm sure everyone you guys felt it at home watching. Mm. But it was just pure pure ecstasy. But there was also a slight, you know, we don't have this as City fans. There was a slight hesitation because it was like I hope the AR doesn't rule this. Yeah. Out. yeah. You know what I mean? I was I was bricking it because if you look back at the replay. Half a second before, Sterling had actually crept inside of Goretzka, yeah. I think it was, and he was offside. Well, if that um, falls to Harry Kane, he's he's offside, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is, yeah. Um, but yeah, when it was given, I mean, the whole stadium just went nuts. Did it you celebrate it twice then? Uh, well, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but I, was, I was still busy celebrating the whole way through because I'd lost my voice. Uh, the whole right. game, I was screaming my head off. Um, and then, as you said, being on the telly as well. Um, but the weird thing to me is, like... Are you always watching England games? You watch a big game and they cut to a fan and you don't think anything of it. You don't think, oh, I recognise him, whatever. Mm. Um, so I was really surprised that so many people were messaging me and all this stuff was going on. But I think um, it was just, it was just insane. My mate was running up and down like the the road. <laughs> I was just there like shocked. Loads oh, of people have, who I stuck, don't know. He should have stuck where he was. Then he'd have been on the TV with you. I know he was fuming. He did it. He had like a couple of frames, but he was really annoyed because he apparently could see his double chin. <laughs> so he wasn't happy with that. Yeah, but you could see mine throughout the whole thing. So don't worry. Um, but yeah, mate, it was, it was just absolutely surreal. So brilliant. Surreal. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Joe, where did you watch the game and uh, did you jump up and hit the ceiling? Well, I, was, I had to watch your home match to isolate in the moment. So I got surgery on Friday. So I've got isolated for three days. So it was oh, a bit upset. Right. That's why I'm more than happy to come on today. You killed an hour of my day. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, it was, I threw my dog almost through the window. So yeah, it was, <laughs> but then you, you celebrate, don't you? And then thought VAR. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't give it a minute's thought. And then yeah. I was watching it with a few mates around my house and, and they said, oh, don't forget VAR. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, something we're going to have to get used to, Matt, but we're just, our instant reaction is to celebrate, isn't it? Yeah, I, I kind of wonder with with Joe actually, because obviously you've had you know um, video refs for however TMO. many years, yeah, and and are kind of used to it. But even Raheem Sterling sort of said, didn't he, that he, he ran off afterwards and then thought for a second, "Oh crikey, VAR, please don't take it off me." And it just it it takes a gloss away a little bit, doesn't it, from that point of view? And um, you know, even, even as the, the the kind of game goes on, you think, "Oh, do you know what?" Sometimes just leave it for the, the really obvious ones and the big moments. But I guess it's there now, isn't it? We, we've got to get used to it. Um, and when you saw it back in the replay, you could see straight away he was on. So there was no worries about it, was there? But yeah, it, did, did it does take a little bit of gloss and you do kind of forget yourself a bit, don't you? Joe, do you want to take that question? Has is, is, is TMO been always in the game for you? Um, I, I think in rugby, it works better because little things in football like offside is you know, so marginal. And in rugby... Mm. It's, example is not clear and obvious it has to be really really clear 
it's, it's, yeah. it's one sort of thing. So I think probably manage it better in rugby. Well, we'll say that. I think the Euros, I think the VAR, and, and the standard is just so much better than the Premiership. Um, yeah. VAR. It's been a lot quicker, hasn't it? Yeah. And for the fans moaning about the VAR stuff, I bet we paid Germany last time in, uh, when that board mm. gave I bet they wanted it end, didn't they? Yeah, yeah too right. Yeah, yeah. Ampard's goal, that was, uh, you know, yeah. definitely needed it then. But that just goal line technology, you know, obviously we've got that in the championship and, and that's a big improvement. Mm. So, um, so yeah, let's see what happens in that in that domain. But uh, yeah, one nil up, and uh, literally seconds later after the restart, you think, oh, okay, here we go. This it's back to normal. Minutes later, Sterling plays in Havertz. I mean, Sterling. I think he had someone up behind him, and whether he yeah. he did put him under pressure, but I don't. I think Sterling still you know played the pass. But um, yeah, got it to Havertz. Havertz uh, puts Muller through, and you think, ah, oh, well, back to normal. But it wasn't to be. Pickford. Probably narrows the angle down just enough uh, to to make Muller, you know, take that shot a little bit wider than he would hope to. And at that point, Matt, you start to believe that this is going to be our match. You do, because if, I mean, all the pundits said it, but if there was one player in the German side that you wouldn't have wanted that chance going to, it would have been Muller. Um, the, the, the best bit about other than the miss was Sterling's reaction. Yeah. You know, his, his reaction at the pass, first of all, and then his reaction at the miss was just, you know, it, it sounds a bit bad to say, it, but joyous to see, really, because you could see what it meant to him, what he thought he'd done, and then the relief afterwards. And I'm with you, Patrick. I thought Pickford, you know, he, he stood up, he, he made himself look big, and, and he forced Muller into having to do something. And, and obviously... You know, he, he put it wide. They, they talk about dragging it wide. I don't I don't quite know how you drag it wide, but, you know, it, it was, yeah. From that point on, you then thought, crikey, if they're missing chances like that, yeah, maybe it, maybe our name is written on it. <laughs> Mikey, how was the, was that, did you celebrate that like a goal in the in the stadium? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know what? I'll send you a link to the video after the one that I filmed. So I've got it. Like, you could just see. It was seen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when Sterling gave it away, there was just a, a 40,000 people just went, <gasps> and it was just silent. You know, yeah. it was just that horrible feeling when someone when someone's in against you. Um, but the moment he put it away, we couldn't believe it. Because like, like Joe said, you know, you'd expect Muller to score that, and nine times out mm. of ten he would. Um, so it just, as soon as he missed, it was like, this is our day. Like, we're actually going to do it. But I did, I had a feeling that there was going to be one more chance in the game. Obviously there was, but I had a feeling there'd be one more. Who would it go to? You know what I mean? But it, yes. none would be as big as that. That was just, it would have been a completely, I don't even want to know what would have happened in oh, extra would, time. Definitely yes. would have been penalties, I'm sure. Well, it would have been in England, Germany all over, wouldn't it? You'd ex <laughs> you expected it and knew what was coming. But have yeah. you seen the footage of the, in, I think it was in Munich, yeah. um, in like a German park where they're celebrating because they yeah. think he scored. And that's us. That's that. You know, that's what we've been going through, or certainly all all my mm. life, we've been yeah. going through that exact feeling that they had. So, uh, so I've got yes. no sympathy whatsoever. Eighty-sixth <laughs> um, minute, a great interception from Luke Shaw, who I thought was superb, an assist and in, uh, in the first goal, and now a key contribution. Shaw puts it out wide to Grealish, a perfectly weighted cross to the largely anonymous until then Harry Kane, who heads home from six yards, two nil, and we're in total dreamland. Players and fans going absolutely nuts. It was great to see the passion, not just from the fans falling all over the seats and and going nuts in the aisles, but uh, 
the players, you could see how much it meant to them, Joe. It was an absolute moment, wasn't it? Yeah, if you had picked someone to score that goal, I'm sorry. It'd be Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane getting in form is probably the biggest chance we've got to win the, the tournament, isn't it? So seeing him yeah. score was almost like a big box ticked as well, as well as winning the game. So yeah, it, it was massive. And yeah, I don't think um I didn't think many people thought we'll get a 2-0 victory over Germany in a big tournament. So that when that went in, it was uh, looking at the fans as well. I enjoyed watching the fans, fan come in and actually yeah. go the second one. Yeah, well, it sounds like Mikey's got a good video. I'll have to watch that afterwards of the fans as well. But Mikey, I mean, two two goal cushion, you know, with four minutes plus four minutes, I think, injury time left. You just start to relax and you think the the you know, the game is more or less won. You know, you can't guarantee it. We've we've seen that in the in the last few games that it's no guarantee. So there was still an air of caution. But um what what a relief that was to go two goals up. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, I mean, it was just one of them. Like we knew that the Muller miss, I think that just knocked everything out of them. And then a couple of minutes later to go and just give them another blow. It was done. The game was done. The momentum was completely in our court. Um, so yeah, there was no worries at all. I mean, everyone around me was going nuts. I mean, uh, you know, Rob Beckett, the comedian. Yeah, saw him was, on the TV. Yeah. 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 He yeah. was literally just like the other row from me oh, literally right. right next to me he was being picked up like doing body surfing all of this um not one person was worried at all because i think the game everybody knew and it was just that that jubilation i'd never experienced scenes like that before i mean i've been you know i've been city rovers where we beat them and city man united and stuff like that and yeah they were a brilliant brilliant days but this germany one just topped anything well, I think before. it's the it's the basically the 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 freedom that they've been given, and to go to a game with such a big crowd is probably the first time yeah. in, you know, f two years for a lot of people, and just gets the better of you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, everyone there was going, but like the last game that I went to was um, Millwall away, you know, oh, yeah. just before COVID, and um, if you look at that, right, Millwall away, a one all draw where we score an own goal. Versus beating Germany 2 0 in the Euros. It was just, yeah. it, 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 this is probably a really ignorant thing to say, but it just felt like all that hardship that's come over the last year and a half was finally, you know, it, it was worth it in a way for that moment. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. Everybody had their tops off, like going mental. <laughs> Everyone was hugging each other. And, you know, I haven't even hugged my nan in a year, yeah. you know, <laughs> hugging everyone around me. Probably right. leave, leave it for a while now. After yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have to. Yeah. yeah, isolate. Yeah. I would get in yeah. isolation with Joe. Yeah. Um, Matt, um, 90 minutes is up. We've won 2-0. It's just a perfectly, with hindsight now, perfectly executed plan from Southgate. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I will say, and you're very kind not mentioning it, but obviously in our WhatsApp group, I was putting about surely you're going to take Kane off um, before he scored, and then obviously got the the normal dogs abuse for yeah, it goes to show <laughs> what you goes to show what you know. Um, but yeah, it, it was perfect. And listening to Ian Wright, because um, I, I watched then the highlights on HTV later on, and Ian Wright was saying, hey, um, it, the, I can't think of the guy's name, the guy that does the the presenting." said, surely he's got to take Kane off. And Ian Wright said, you, you don't take Harry Kane off. If there's a chance that comes, you want it to fall into Harry Kane. And, mm. and it proved right. And, you know, we talked about Gareth Southgate, you know, and, and what he said afterwards. But he's right when he said he, he was dead. If, if that 
game goes against us with his starting lineup in formation. Um, and that's what I talk about bravery. And, and obviously, you could see, and, and Joe knows better than any of us on here, but you could see what a team they are. You know, they all, I think you said, Patch, the first goal, Phil Foden runs over. You'd expect Phil Foden to be disappointed at not playing, but he's the first to celebrate that goal with Raheem Sterling. You know, when Kane scores, you could see the delight on him, but his teammates, because they know what Harry Kane is. They know what it means to him. And yeah, it, it was brilliant from Southgate. And I can talk about it feeling a bit, didn't want to lose in, you know, let's take the shackles off and go out. But but why change his approach? He knows what he's doing. And yeah, you know, I, I back whatever he chooses. Now I back, mm. you know, he, he's, he got it right, didn't he? 100%. Yeah, Joe. Matt touched on the 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 camaraderie, the togetherness. How important is that as as a professional sportsman to all be on the same hymn sheet? Um, you know, singing to the same tune. Yeah, it's massive. I think it also makes the manager job easier it's if you're all playing well. Like for example, mm. it's our luck for Mason Man getting COVID and he missed out. But then Grealish comes in, Saka comes in, both brilliant. He can't go knock on Gareth Store, can he? Say, "Why am I playing?" Because yeah, it's made kind of done the business. Like all these great players, like Sancho. Foden wouldn't involve what are they going to say to him it's not about another yeah. thing well, it's not about getting your best players on the pitch it's about getting the job done it's about winning the tournament and if some of your best yeah. players need to miss out then they have to miss out yeah. so and next game if, if you start Sancho on one side and Grealish on the other I won't care there's so many mm. good players mm. uh, it's mad but yeah I think uh, the team spirit you can see is crazy Obviously, you hear about the Gordon generation. You all say that they all admit there was a rivalry between clubs and camp and stuff. Well, this week I saw a video of Harry Kane and Saka hugging each other, and that's that's North London derby. That is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Rashford getting on. That's that's my two Manchester yeah. club. So it's, it's just brilliant to see. Yeah. No, it is fantastic. Um. So, uh, ninety minutes is up. Two 0 on to Ukraine. Um, let, let's uh, before we come on to the next game and how we line up. Um, let's hand over to Matt for for the ratings. What is, what are you going to go for, Matt? Yeah. Um, so Pickford. I, again, I try not let me heart rule too much, but it's definitely an eight. It could even be a nine because I think he made two absolutely crucial saves in the game. Didn't do anything else wrong. His distribution was spot on. Um, and like I said, I don't want to go over the top, but I just I just thought they were crucial. So I'm going to go nine. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Mikey, sorry, I forgot to explain. Um, if you don't agree or want to challenge, you know, just just pipe up. But uh, six is the, sort of the expected performance. Okay. Um, so uh, you guys happy with nine for Pickford? Fourth clean Definitely. sheet in a row? Definitely. Yeah, massively. Yeah, same. Um, the three at the back, um, there were a couple of moments. The ball from Havertz into Werner. Um, obviously Havertz shot but you're going to expect that in international football um, I thought all three Stones um, Maguire and Walker were excellent Walker in particular I thought I thought the first 10 minutes like all of England they took a little bit to settle but his pace is exceptional at the back there and, and it allows Maguire and Stones to kind of go into it a bit more in play so for me all three of them were eight um, I thought they were really solid um, and I as an England fan, it's pretty unusual in any Germany game I've watched. And obviously, I've, I've watched a few more than you lads over the years because of my age. Um, <laughs> it's the most comfortable I felt defensively. Um, yeah. And that wasn't a reflection on, I, I don't think this is a great German side, but I just felt that we, we were really comfortable. So, yeah, three eights, three eights for those three at the back. 
Um, completely agree. Completely and then agree similarly, um, you've got Trippier on the right and Shaw on the left. I thought Shaw took slightly longer to get into the game. And then when he did, it was the Shaw that we've seen at Man United. Um, and, you know, he, he was influential in the two goals. So it's got to be an eight for him. Um, and again, arguably, you could probably go a nine, but I'll, I'll stick with an eight for sure. Um, Trippier, I didn't think had as, has much of an influence, um, but again, would be harsh not not to give him an eight. So it, it was an eight for him as well. Yeah, him, he's he's in the team for set pieces and getting it yeah. on, you know, finding yeah. Harry Kane, finding Harry Maguire. Um, and, you know, on a couple of occasions did that. There was never... I think only one free kick where he sort of didn't clear the first defender, which is yeah. always something that I can't stand. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree. That's pretty, pretty solid. Five, yeah. you know, five eights there. And then Rice and Phillips in the middle. Um, I thought, um, obviously, Rice ended up going off and, and tired a little bit. He, he got away with one with the booking. So I'm going to go seven for Rice with that one. Um, and Phillips, I thought was influential but would not the same eye-catching performance as he had against the the um was it the Czechs um was that the one that we gave in the man of the match or no the first game, the first right? game. Croatia Croatia yeah um but I think he was slightly more than 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 Rice in that so I'd probably go seven for Rice and eight for Phillips um because again he gives I thought the way they pressed last night they just didn't allow Germany and Tony Cruz Cruz is a hell of a player and he just didn't get in the game at all. And I thought that was the way that those two pressed. But for me, I thought Phillips was slightly better than than, than Rice there. So I've gone seven and eight. Mm. Yep. One thing I'll point out is um, Tony Crowe announced his retirement from international football today. So Did he? Declan Rice and uh, Calvin Phillips, of course, are a legend yeah. to retire from international football. And he is, he is a legend. And he can still play as well, can't he? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah fair play. Um, and then I'll go um, Saka, I thought. Yeah, Joe said it, but he's been such a bright spark. Um, you couldn't drop the kid after his last game. Um, I thought the first first thirty five minutes, he he was probably along with Sterling, but more than Sterling was was England's best player, and and he was picking up little pockets and causing all sorts of problems. Um, he tired and understandably tired because I think he was our our kind of influential attacking force. Um, and obviously came off, but but I thought he was brilliant again. So it's an eight for me for for Saka. Um, Kane, brilliant that he scored. Um, as Joe said, if there was anyone you wanted to see score and what it will do for his confidence, um, I thought you know he didn't do he didn't really do too much else other than that. You know he had the one chance. So I'm I'm not going to go over the top with him. I'm going to give him a seven for Harry Kane. But yeah. his goal could be massive. Um, for the rest of the tournament, if, if he doesn't score, what's his rating? Um, probably a six. Yeah, probably a six at best. Yeah, um, but you know, you've got to say again, his goal. You know, it, it, it actually was a, a, a. It wasn't the easiest of headers. The ball was kind of behind him, and he had to, you know move move into the position. But yeah, probably is a six at best. To be fair, there. Yeah. So seven um, for Harry Kane. Yep, yeah. and then yeah. Sterling must the. Uh... Sterling, I've I've got a go, and I've given Pickford nine, but Sterling was my man of the match last night, so I'm going to go nine again for him. Um, and part of the reason for that is he still gets stick, you know, and he and he's he's the one who's scoring the goals for us. Um, and I thought his his play, like I said, his reaction when he gave the ball away, but he kept going. And, and you said it, Patch, for that first goal, he has to take the ball through three German players and and sort of passes it into Kane. 
keeps the movement going. You know, it is he's not had the best of seasons for Man City. Um, and to come out on top like he's done, I I hope, I obviously, I hope that we go on and win it. But I hope that Sterling carries on playing like he's playing. And he's, he can't be dropped. You know, he, he's he's that influential at the moment with his goals. So it's it's a nine the same as Pickford, but for me, he was man of the match. Yeah, no, I can't can't disagree with that. And, you know, that could be Man City's front three next season. <laughs> Sterling... Well, uh, yeah. Kane and Grealish. And potentially Grealish and Foden <laughs> on the bench. And I know we don't normally do it with sub, but you, you know, I've got to score Grealish. I've got to give Grealish an eight as well, just because he came on and, and he changed the game because he did, you know, he, he made those key moments, wasn't it? The key contributions, you called it, Patch. And, you know, he's, I, I know a mate of mine's a big Villa fan and, and Mikey was in the stadium with a Villa fan. They love him. He's one of their own. But I think England fans are starting to really, you know, and, and fans like us, City fans, who don't really like him as a player when we've seen him for Villa. But you see what he does in, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the team going forward. But yeah, it was an eight for me with, with Grealish. I thought he was brilliant. Okay. Happy with that, chaps? All over? Yeah, can't disagree at all. And Gareth, you've got to go at least a nine there. And um, I'm not going to go 10. I'll save 10 for the final when we win it. But um, <laughs> um I'm I'm going nine for him because I thought he was so brave with his decisions, um, and he got it spot on. Didn't he? You know, we yeah. we've beat Germany two 0 so you can't say more than that, really. Yeah, I think yeah. I I mean it it would be a would be a ten if it was sort of semi final final, but yeah, you've got to, yeah. you've got to leave some room for improvement. Exactly. A bit, like, a bit like Sterling, I guess if he gets a hat trick, then it's a ten. But uh, yeah, 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 in the final, yeah, Jeff first all over, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so let's look at the next game. So, as I said, last night, Sweden-Ukraine, I didn't watch the game, but they both had 120 minutes, which was great, um, and hopefully knackered themselves out. But not a great deal there in terms of danger men for Ukraine. However, they are still 11 blokes who are in a quarterfinal of a European Championships anything can happen. So it is, it is absolutely no way guaranteed. It's still treat it as, as um, you know, as, as hard as, as the Germany game was. So how do you line up? Um, come to you first, Joe, how do you line up for, um, for that Ukraine? Do you stay as you are? Or do you go back to sort of one of the earlier formations? I 100% go to a four, three, three. I think there's no chance Ukraine will come at a Saturday and fight toe to toe. Are they? They're going to, they're going to sit back. They're going to be compact. And I think going five at the back, it restricts you. Out on the, go 4 three, 3 you can chuck in a Grealish then. You find a way for Grealish to get in the team. You can find a way for Foden. One of those two are going to play, it, not they? That gives you more chance of uh, of breaking of breaking them down. And I think that teams that are going to sit back against us, I think it's important to start well. If you score an early goal and it changes them massively. But I, I probably would keep People like the Scotland game, you probably didn't need Rice and Phillips together, but I probably would keep them now because they're developing such a such a mm. partnership. And if they got a front four in front of them, let's say Kane, Sterling, Grealish and Foden, like, do you need any more creativity? If that ain't enough to break down Ukraine, then then something's wrong. So I'd probably go to 4-3-3. So you, and, um, you revert back to the formation... Um, I think that was just how we played in one of the first games, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll go with I'll go over ten. So I'll go to Phillips and um, Rice. Uh, so let's say uh, a phone at ten, and then uh, 
to two wingers and then uh, Kane at top. So probably in your formation, then Walker probably drops out. Um, yeah, and... I think it's harsh, but I think Trippier's delivery, I think it's massive. You saw Harry Maguire get on the end of a few of them. I think it's, and he just trusts him, don't he? And he's been there. Yeah. So yeah. I, I stick with Trippier, yeah. Okay. Mikey, your thoughts? Yeah, I don't really disagree, to be perfectly honest. Um, one thing that's worth pointing out, though, is that both Rice and Phillips picked up yellow cards yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gareth might be thinking along those lines. I mean, it just takes one more and one of them's out of a semi. Um, so it's a tricky one, isn't it? It really. I mean, does that I, roll yeah. on? Good does, that, does that roll on? Yeah, yeah. It, it'll roll on to the semi, yeah. But Gaza scenario, just, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I, as far as I'm aware in the final, I think it's fine. I think um, yellows are probably out of the equation. I might be wrong, yeah. though. Might need correct on that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Henderson might be in with a shot. Of, uh, of starting the next game. The thing with Ukraine is we don't want to disrespect them. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's something that we're doing at the minute, not us four, well, I mean, just generally the, in England. The media. Well, the media, will. England we'll fans. An, an easy game. Exactly that. And we've, we've done that how many times in the past and ended up in tears. Um, so, I mean, they've got Yarmolenko, who has done really well in this tournament, even against Holland. Yeah. I know Holland kind of crashed out, but they're still a good team. Um, and Yarmolenko yeah. and Ukraine, they scored against him. They scored two against him in a 3-2 loss. So mm. um, we need to be on our toes, definitely. I wouldn't change the back line. Um, maybe bring in Tyrone Mings, if I'm going to, bring in Tyrone Mings for Maguire um, so he has a bit more rest time. Um, but yeah, that midfield, that's what worries me. It's the yellow cards, especially if we go on to play someone like Denmark or Czech Republic in the in the semis, if it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, you know, Denmark, you look at their midfield as well. They've done an awful lot in there, so... Yeah, that's my take on it. Cool. Okay, Matt, any change for you? No, completely agree with the boys, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, right, that's the England chat done. Just quickly, five minutes on Bristol City. Um, in the last podcast um, with the Czech Republic game, we covered off the signings of Matt James, Danny Simpson, and getting Andy Vyman to sign a new contract. So listen back for the reaction to that. But I just want to pick up with you, Matt, first of all. Who saw the replacement of Nathan Baker being Nathan Baker? Well, I think we said it on the, the pod at the end, didn't we? He, he was one of the players we looked to keep if it was on reduced terms or on a pay-as-you-play kind of basis, which I, I don't think it will be on that. I think it is probably on reduced terms. Um, but if, if we've got now a medical team and a fitness team that can keep him fit, you know you've got an absolute championship defender there. Um, so I'm, I'm more than happy with it on that basis. Um, is it a two-year deal, I think? Yep. Um, yeah. Which, again, you know, is it, it's kind of given a bit of commitment there as well. It's now up to him, isn't it? I, I hope there is something based on the number of games that he plays. You know, maybe it's a, a and I don't Joe again may, may know this, but maybe it's based on a kind of, this is your salary, and if you play X, then you'll, you know, this is what it will go to. Um, but he's he's a quality signing at this level, so yeah, I'm 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 more than happy with it. Hundred percent, and it keeps that relationship going with with Callas. And if you can get those two yep. again playing and fit, and just to touch on Callas as well, the only player outside of the Premier League to be, yeah, you know, in still he in was competition, brilliant. and yeah, got yeah. an assist, was you know throwing himself yeah. all around the place, which you know we we know he can do. So uh, yeah. yeah. Congratulations to, to Thomas Callas, and he still owes us an appearance on the podcast. So watch this space on, on yep, that. He does. Um, uh, and there was a great interview with Dave Rennie, 
as well, the the new um, you know, head of the medical medical team, um, and great coverage of the SDS test, which was at the Bristol Bears indoor facility. Joe, is that going to be something that there's going to be sort of that relationship? Do you think in terms of the city coming over and uses using that indoor facility? Well, seeing um, the facilities they got at their training ground, I don't think so. No, I know we've got the in the indoor barn, but I think that was only used for um some fitness testing. So I think once preseason's yeah. done, they probably won't need it. They want to but be, yeah, they, I, they, he said in the interview, he wanted it uh, to be minimal um, outside environment, you know, interference like wind and heat and all of that sort of stuff. That's why they, they always do those indoors. But, um, you know, you might get a bit of snow, a bit of rain. You might need to come indoors and, and use your facilities. I'm sure they'll let you go the other way. Yeah, I'll be joining in, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, take them through a few uh, few of your drills. Yeah, get on with that. But just People. on um on your point there about a new head of medical, a new strength conditioning coach, things like that. Because uh, our our departments talk a lot to that, that Bristol City departments, and mm. they've had so. And you all know each other. Do you know that line of work, professional sport or sport? They all know each other, and I've heard so many good things from the staff at Bristol Bears about about them coming in. So. Uh, like you said, Canas and Baker fully fit together. That's probably you, you, yeah. you do hard. You do well to beat that in championship, mm. but how yeah. many times do we actually see it? Well, yeah, exactly. hardly exactly. ever. And when he did see it, the Baker go off of a concussion or something. You see it for like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you get them playing together and run against. That's a top, top, top end championship. Exactly. But like, how do yeah. you, how do you coach? Um, a, a tackle out of Baker and how do you coach a, a, a leap a giant leap from mankind out of Callas um, you know and yeah. it's it's it's, the, it's their game unfortunately so I think we need to add certainly to that have another centre back of that quality um, what's your take on it Mikey in terms of the, the, the centre back position yeah I think it's really strong um, I mean replacing Nathan Baker with Nathan Baker is the most Bristol City thing they could have possibly <laughs> been done um, yeah, generally, I think it's been really strong. It's been strong for for a few years, but like Joe pointed out, injuries and that has just not been in our favour. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about the new year. I think this is about stabilising the ship, making sure we just, you know, can compete with the best. I don't think we'll be up there or thereabouts, but a mid-table finish maybe mm-hmm. um, will be perfect. And I think the defence, as long as we get that sorted out, we'll be fine. Well, I say that as well. We need to sort out strikers because last yeah. year was a bloody nightmare. Um, but yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm really happy. I think this is, if we, like you said, if we can keep Baker fit, um, then it's probably the strongest it's been since since that 17-18 season when we had Flint at the back with with mm-hmm. Bakes then. Um, yeah, I'm excited. And hopefully we keep Jada Silver fit as well. I mean, yeah, that's the other one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Matt, I, mean, I know you've got to go. I'll, I'll keep yep. the other the other chaps on for five more minutes. But um, thank you very much for joining us, Matt. And um, no we'll, pleasure. We'll, we'll speak after speak the Ukraine soon. game, if not before. Yeah, thanks, mate. Nice to Take see you, Joe. Nice to see you, Mikey. See you, mate. Cheers, Matt. Thanks. Take care, boys. Nice one. I just want to pick up um, Joe on on something you said there about that. That you know, obviously, the sharing of the facilities and also the the, the sharing of you know, process and improvement in the medical teams and things like that. This We obviously had Steve Lansdowne on the podcast back in over Easter. And I think that is exactly the synergies he was hoping for. And it's great to hear. And hopefully that continues for the rest of the season. Is that, you know, that is that the aim? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I've even when Dean Holden was there, I've seen Dean Holden at a training ground a few times meeting Pat. So they do, uh, 
banks information off each other, so they do work off each other, and different ideas always helps. But uh, the amount, but just the amount of good things I've heard about, it came from Leicester, is it Rennie? Yeah, Dave Rennie, yeah. Yeah, and given the season, we got Baker, Silva, Joe Williams, all these, Wyman, all these players fit. That's like five signs about signing no one. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so, adding Matty James to the mix now as well. It's yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we need a couple, couple more. Um, another goal scorer, um, to sort of add into that mix of Wells, Martin, Conway, Bell, Britain. You know, obviously one of those or maybe two of those is going to go out on loan. Who knows? But you need to replace Juju for me, um, as someone who's you know a ten to twenty goal a season, um, to complement that because we don't know. You know, Martin was out a lot injured last season, but they had a great start, Wells and Martin. So who knows? Um. So, just want to touch on on you, Mikey. Tell us a little bit about what was what does a day look like for you? You know, tell tell the listeners what what your sort of role is and what your what a day looks like for Mikey. Oh, it's pretty unexciting to be honest. You you're going to be bored. <laughs> you might as well <laughs> sign off now. Leave a rating and a review and go. Um, <laughs> no, to be to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, before COVID, things were things were mental. So this is always a tragic thing that I tell people to please no judgment. I'm sorry, I was a rugby player, and I'm about to tell you that I, I used to be in a boy band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And, and Joe was. Uh, Joe was in a boy band. Yeah. <laughs> we used to make another one, a free piece. Um, yeah, so I did. I used to do that and then left, and it had quite a big following online and that. So um, when I left, wanted to do presenting because I've never been a strong... There's always, like, talking to people and I laugh, really. Um, and, yeah, then COVID hit, so things went really quiet for, well, however long, a year. Um, and now things have picked... I mean, this month, I looked at my calendar earlier... I've had two days off this month. Um, it's been absolutely well, not including the England game. All right, because that was that was something else. Um, yeah, it's 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 starting to pick up again. I've recently um, been given a role as a presenter for my own show um, called the Mikey Cobbin Show with a uh, company called Voice in a Million, who are basically their charity, um, and they do. I've worked with them loads over the years. They're absolutely brilliant people. So. Um, yeah, usually it just consists of getting on trains, going to <laughs> places and then coming home again. It's, it's where, really where, fun. Where will that show be aired? Um, it'll be on a uh, website called Viam TV. So V-I-A-M-T-V.com. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been really surreal, really. It's um, things are going really well. It's going to be very tailored to kids. And to be honest, I doubt there's a lot of kids listening to this. But if you are, if you have a son or daughter, then chuck them that that way um yeah love it mate i mean i've been i've been very blessed to, to do the things i've done so far um and and work with city as well before covid obviously going to games i was always doing the instagram and yeah i remember you doing that, that actually so, yeah, yeah yeah fair play excellent so exciting times there for you and joe coming to you um we can't let you go without sort of talking about the end of the season you you yeah. win the you win the league um as a as a football fan you win the league but you don't quite win the league um that game the 28 nil up at half time and then you know losing out an extra time i've never seen a rugby match go to extra time before you have to just you have to just draw a line under it and say you had a great season all around um and the, the team that beat you end end up winning yeah it's i'm talking about the playoff thing first i know from outsiders you think we won the league and the team went that who finished fourth and not winning it is strange, but I think in football you get you get an international break, don't you? When in rugby you don't. So when internationals is on, all the all the club players they lose their best players. So I think the playoff, in my opinion, is a good way of giving those teams a chance to pick up points again. 
Because in the, the day, you, you end up getting punished having the best players in the country. But saying that, Harley Quinn's didn't have any England players and they still finished fourth and they won it. So look at it as you will. Mm. But um, but no, it's interesting. Yeah. I've, 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 ne- I've never heard that argument before. And it, it you know, it, it help, helps, me un- helps me understand, yeah, a little bit more about how, how that all works. But um, but yeah, how how is the sort of mood in the camp? I imagine Pat Lamb's a, a you know, great man manager and will will snap you out of any anyone who's feeling down about it quite quickly. Yeah, it was difficult. At the end of the day, that was the biggest winning margin anyone's lost. No one's ever no one's ever came back from 20 and nil down. No one's ever given that lead before. So that's a record we didn't want to be at the end of. So at the end of the day, we did choke, didn't we? Do you know what I mean? You, you 20, 24 converted tries up mm. in a semi-final in your home crowd and you lose. You've got to take some ownership. Like That's bad. That's real bad. Mm. But um, fair play to Quinn's. Like witnessing it firsthand, the character, the togetherness, and how much it meant to him. I seen an interview from the Exeter boss after the final and say the only good thing about losing the final is a scene and enjoyment in the other team. People might find that weird to say, but honestly, as, as devastated as I was, the tears in my eyes, to see a group of men that happy, it's nice to see other people happy, but it's not at your expense. But um, yeah. yeah, it was, it, it felt like. On the Monday, we had a team review. So we came in and we had to watch the game. Yeah, break it down. It felt like a, like a death in the family. It felt like someone's passed away in our, in our team. It felt that bad. Ruined the game. But I think it had to be done because you've got to take your learnings. That you can't just wipe it under the sand because next season will be the same thing again. So mm. there's about 15 massive moments that changed momentum in that game. And we analysed every one of, every bit of it. People were held accountable, but in a nice way. It wasn't... Um, it wasn't brutal. It was just, this is what happened. Take ownership. We move on. But yeah, it, it was, it still hurts now. I don't think it'll stop hurting until you get back training again. Absolutely. Until you can put it, put it right next season. As you say, yeah. it's, um, you can, you can only win the league again next season and, and, you know, push through and all the very best. Cause you know, it was, it was heartbreaking as a, as yeah. I'm not a massive rugby fan, but I follow Bristol Bears um, and watching that game as well. You know, I did the stupid thing of putting on Facebook at halftime, easy, easy, <laughs> easy, and the old Big Daddy <laughs> chant. Um, yeah. but, I like him uh, on and we lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you've, oh, you've been great. What's, what's, what's the um, surgery you haven't done then? So I tore my labrum and my subscap and my shoulder halfway through the season. It's more wire and tear. It was, it was getting worse and worse. So I had four weeks off then to get it better. And hopefully if I got it strong enough, I could play to the end of the season, then get it up. And luckily I got it strong enough and I got through to the end of the season. So this operation was always planned. I was just, can I get my shoulder through to the end of the season? Right. And uh, I've just about did it. Bloody hell, that's the difference, isn't it? I used to be in a boy band and you tear your shoulder and you carry on for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, to be honest, <laughs> It sounds good, but it's more of um, it wasn't really pain. There's more of like an instability, okay, and a and a weakness. So if it was if it was more on the pain side, I would have struggled. But I can deal with a bit bit, bit of the shakes now and again. So uh, yeah. it was alright. Love that. I tore my rotator cuff a few years ago. It was the worst pain I've been in. So fair play. <laughs> yeah, you do it, mate. All right, all right I'll take it. I'll take was it. that was that holding the microphone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hugging the other boys. No, no, no. Uh, playing football. 
Brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Well, um, let's let's hope that the Ukraine game goes as we all as we all expect and hope. Um, and we'll be um, we'll be back with a podcast on on that one. Um, and yeah, you two guys, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Joe, all the very best with the operation in next season. And Mikey, all the best with the TV show. Looking forward to catching it. Oh man, thank you. Cheers, thanks, guys. guys. Take care, everyone. Cheers, thanks for Cheers. listening. Thank you. Throat.